0: You're listening to eCommerce Fastlane, episode 52. Welcome to eCommerce Fastlane, the podcast show to help you build, launch grow and scale a wildly successful e-commerce company listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories learn how to generate more traffic more sales more profit and customer lifetime value for your shopify store and now your host and e-commerce entrepreneur steve hutt this episode is brought to you by Omnisend, makers of sophisticated omni-channel marketing automation tools for sales-driven Shopify brands and marketers that have outgrown generic email marketing platforms. Engage your customers and boost your e-commerce sales with dynamic emails, text messages, web push notifications, Facebook Messenger, and retargeting ads on Google and Facebook. So it's much more than just email marketing. They handle all of your marketing activities across multiple channels, all from within one platform. They have single-click Shopify integration, which also includes email templates and automatic product import from Shopify. Super easy migration from any other email solution that you might be currently using. And right now, OmniSend is offering a 14-day free trial for all of my listeners, which also includes 50% off for the first three months. So, check them out, ecommercefastlane.com forward slash omnisend, and use the coupon code fastlane when you sign up. Hey there, it's Steve, and welcome back to the E Commerce Fastlane podcast. Now, if this is your first time listening, this is an e commerce show where we have honest and transparent conversations about building and thriving online with your store powered by Shopify or Shopify Plus. Now, new episodes are available each week with your favorite podcast player through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and now Spotify. Or you can also sign up online at ecommercefastlane.com and be notified when new shows are being released. Now, on today's episode, I'm chatting with Casey Armstrong, who's the chief marketing officer for ShipBob, and they're a technology-enabled 3PL, which is a third-party logistics company, but the tech-enabled part of ShipBob is technology that was developed to help almost streamline the shipping and the fulfillment uh, solutions for Shopify e-commerce businesses. And, you know, so in addition to these fulfillment services, the basics that we're all aware of, like warehousing and picking and packing and shipping, ShipBob also provides software that integrates with Shopify from, you know, multiple data points and through multiple sources really to give you the complete visibility, you know, of the life cycle of an order. So it's pretty cool, pretty cool technology. And we're going to dig into some, I think, some important topics today, I think, about the shift that's happening right now with logistics, more from it costing you money, uh, to fulfill the order like the cost center versus a revenue driver and we, we dig into some really interesting topics about um, how you can improve your average order value your lifetime value the word of mouth uh, net promoter score just you know the, the the feeling in the market about you know the kind of service and, and the brand you are and there's a massive list of things that we're going to dig into today so if you're not considering or have not considered about how you're going to compete and differentiate from amazons and the walmarts and targets of the world Uh, this is a great episode for you
1: uh, to dig into.
0: So let's jump in. So hi Casey, welcome to e-commerce Fastlane.
1: Hey Steve, thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. Uh, Exciting to chat with you today. I have many merchants that you ship, Bob, that absolutely love it and they've decided, I guess on a high level, the reasons why they've decided is because they have got to a level where they feel that their time is better spent doing other higher value tasks than fulfilling orders. And that's where ShipBob kind of fits in. So that's why I wanted to have you on the show. So let's maybe we'll share with the with the listeners about just more high-level first what ShipBob actually does and what problem that it's uh solving right now for Shopify brands and store
1: owners. Perfect. And well, well Steve, you really nailed it. Um, where we're providing, you know, we're a technology-enabled 3PL. And what that actually means is we're providing that. Amazon-level logistics and fulfillment. And so that next day and, and two-day shipping for, for fast-growing e-commerce brands, which is why we've had so much success with Shopify and Shopify Plus brands. And and we do that through our distributed fulfillment center network, which we fully own and operate, uh, including the technology that's, that's in all the fulfillment centers. That's a very important thing that, that our founders started on day one, where it, it's definitely takes a lot of work and, and capital to get all of that running but we we place so much value on driving such a positive experience for our customers and our customers customers that we really want to have full control of, of that entire stack and and so we have fulfillment centers in in LA San Francisco Dallas Chicago and New York and, and we do that so we can be closer to the to the end con- customers so that we can provide that that fast shipping and also um, reduce the shipping cost to the end consumer and to our customers as well and it's just been it's been fascinating to see this market evolve so quickly. of course it's being led by Amazon, but even some of the others you mentioned, like Walmart and Target and nordstrom mm-hmm. uh, and and many others that are that are really driving this from the from the top down and then of course that's coming to the, to the end consumer who's really pushing the brands to provide this. Free two day shipping or this this less expensive next day two day three day shipping options, uh, and then you start seeing that uh, even trickle into other marketplaces such as uh, eBay and others. Mm-hmm.
0: So many Shopify brands and store owners they kind of focus almost to say the majority of their efforts on the top of funnel marketing. You know the you know the acquisition the kind of the awareness and consideration and the conversion phase. Uh, you know, but I think a lot are neglecting the post purchase experience. So can you maybe share some efficiencies or some opportunities that you feel that ship Bob is uncovered for Shopify merchants?
1: Definitely. And and as a marketer, I know this firsthand because I've done this time and time again, where it's, I see so many, you know, brands or, or, or marketers focus on, on that top of funnel and, and how can they drive more traffic, drive more of the right traffic or reduce your cost per click and, at the end of the day, you're, you're really trying to improve your ROI throughout the entire funnel. And a lot of that comes in that, that customer journey on your website and that post-purchase experience. And uh, what, what's been interesting for, for me to see with a lot of our ShipBob customers is is the shift in how you view your logistics partner and how you can utilize it, how you can move it from being a cost center to a revenue driver. To really simplify what a funnel looks like and how you would calculate your revenue, which really what does it cost to get a person on your website multiplied by the conversion rates for them to purchase, multiplied by the average order value. And that's how you get your revenue. I know there are a lot of other factors like, well, what's my return rate? How do I get repeat purchases or subscription, etc.? But let's just focus on, on those three drivers. ShipBob is not going to help you at the top. But what a lot of people are doing now is they're focusing on Facebook, Instagram, Google Shopping, SEO, influencers. And as companies like Shopify and ShipBob and others make it easier for these e-commerce brands to launch and succeed so so quickly, that competition just continues to skyrocket. And that's been reflected and discussed a lot in the media lately, especially around Facebook and Instagram. I think they've gotten um, most of the criticism. Mm -hmm around the increasing cost per customer acquisition. Right. So, how can you how can you get back to either your your past performance metrics or start doing better than the competition while also thinking long term for your business as well. And so that's where where we're at. I've been very excited to see us help these business owners. And so it's how can we help them on their conversion rates and how can we help them on their average order value? And uh, with with our, two, our two-day shipping guarantee program, which we, which we have with Shopify and a lot of these Shopify Plus brands, we've seen brands you know, get 20% plus reductions in cart abandonment rates. So therefore, an increase in conversion rates, which really helps the, the ROI. And a lot of these brands have as well. And I was actually pretty surprised to see this, but it, but it makes sense is they've they've seen oftentimes between 20% and I was actually talking to a brand the other day, they saw like a 97% increase in average order value. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't necessarily expect doubling your AOV by offering, you know, the free two day shipping option, but it's, it's what you're, what you're signaling there is you're, you're giving the confidence to the buyer that they are going to get that, that Amazon level experience. And, and Amazon's written about this quite a bit where, the Amazon Prime buyer, this isn't apples to apples, but the Amazon Prime member spends on average, I think it's uh, like 1.5 or 150% more than the non-Prime buyer on Amazon across the year. And again, naturally you would expect that because they're paying the service and they expect more from Amazon. But it just goes to show that when when you can signal that, better post-purchase experience and give them the confidence that they're going to get what they want when they want, uh, we've, we've seen a huge uptick there.
0: I'd add to uh, one thing I find with the fulfillment part of it, and I think, you know, you're talking about, you know, how do you improve uh, the lifetime value because you feel that the, you know, the cost per acquisition is quite high, you know, it's definitely, definitely on Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's, you know, that's noticed. I know that I get the feedback a lot from my own merchants. One thing I found this kind of post-purchase that's really, really helping brands, and I'm going to have uh, Shopify on and talk about this solution. There are a few others out there, uh, but there's an, there's an app from Shopify called Arrive. And it's an iOS app that you download onto your phone. And essentially, I guess it connects to your email address. And um, it actually gives you real-time updates. And I had it working recently where I bought something from the US. I'm in Canada. And so I bought uh, some... Uh, some pants and a couple couple shirts and stuff for the summer and decided to try this Arrive app. And I really enjoyed the user experience that went along with this app because I got proper push notifications, um, even though maybe there was updates in email letting me know that in fact your order is pushed uh, forward and it's, you know, here's a tracking number or in this case, there was actually was a weather delay uh, in Seattle and all those sort of things and likely was in email, but it's nice through the Arrive app. I guess it's scanning your emails and it's identifying some things and, and that's pushes it out. And so I just thought it was quite neat that it was able to follow along on a map uh, with proper delivery updates. That's an interesting way of positioning a company instead of uh, maybe it only going to email and you not getting it because you are excited and, and i think that's one advantage i think ShipBob has with next day or two day kind of shipping option so you're you're having you're giving that trust to or the customer in the cart so i can, I can see why the there's a lift in conversion rate and average order value because you have that trust in the cart of how quickly it's going to arrive but you know the post-purchase part of it of it flowing to you yes it's there in one to two days it's it, also consider uh, the tech stack of Arrive could be one solution. Um, and there's others out there too that connect to Shopify and really offer a great uh, customer experience as the product's being delivered to your home.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you called that out because, I mean, word of mouth is always the best channel. It's just the toughest to scale and, and often <laughs> the toughest to measure and so when you can, you can add those, you know, kind of surprise and delight experiences to the customer, that's, what's going to get them to, you know, share it online or talk to their friends about it. And so is arrive a Shopify product or it's a third party?
0: Uh, it's a, it's a Shopify product. So it's powered by Shopify and, um, okay. yeah, so it seems to be doing quite well and, uh, pretty exciting, pretty exciting little app.
1: Nice. Well, yeah, I'll definitely need to dig into that because we do push those constant updates both into the ShipBob dashboard, but that of course syncs to Shopify. And so those updates can come consistently. And then of course, then get into the Arrive app. So that's very interesting.
0: I think they call, I'm looking at the site now. Arrive is a Shopify garage project. So it's a little bit, a little bit of an outside uh, kind of a deal that they're working on. And so uh, I'm sure it's obviously outside of beta now, but um, uh, yeah, it's, Works well. I'm, I'm definitely a proponent of it. It's live on my site now or on my phone. And so anything I buy it happens to be a Shopify powered store, then I'm going to get proper push notifications and the map and the whole deal. So, and it's free. So pretty cool. So let's talk about the, so some things to consider, I think, when you're going to outsource a logistics because a lot of people, maybe when you start out, you're going to doing your own fulfillment, you're, you're manufacturing yourself, importing yourself, you know, you start off in your garage, and then you may move to your own warehouse. Uh, but at some point, scale wise, it's time to consider maybe, you know, the, the value of your time uh, and money is to outsource this sort of thing. So let's, let's talk about when you feel that people are ready. So like, when is outsourcing fulfillment like when's a good time to start
1: so it it depends on on the company of course but one of the many things i like working at ShipBob is uh and talking to our customers all the time and another friends of mine in the e-commerce space is just these stories you hear of what what people are doing from the fulfillment side and i was actually out in san francisco the other week and a friend of mine was telling me how he kept getting invited to these quote-unquote packing parties of his friends because his e-commerce store was blowing up. And all that was was he was basically trying to use like pizza and beer to like incentivize his friends <laughs> to come over on like a Saturday yeah. and pack boxes <laughs> for him. And that that happens all the time um, because you're, you're often storing everything in your house or like, you know, your future child's bedroom or your garage or somewhere else like that. And and it takes time. And, and, you, and then you do hit that success that you've been working so hard towards and, and once you start getting up to like a certain trajectory like how do you start fulfilling those orders or we actually see that a lot with kickstarter and indiegogo projects before they jump over to a platform like shopify and then also i was actually visiting a uh, they're not a ship customer right now Was actually visiting um and this they're an eight-figure e-commerce company out there at their office which was a warehouse and it was it's this husband and wife duo. And they launched it out of a Starbucks like five years ago. And, and now, like I said, they're doing over 10 million a year. And their entire product and marketing and sales and development team was the husband and wife. Every single other person was packing boxes, printing labels, managing returns. And and that was like I think about 18 people. So like 90% of their staff mm-hmm. was focused on the fulfillment side of the business. And so I remember when I saw that, I actually saw that before I joined ship Bob and I was like, this is, there is something massively off right. with this where the only two people are focusing on, you know driving the business forward versus like keeping the lights
0: well on. yeah you look at like you know the the space the location for all the products so there's a cost to that uh the labor costs uh that go along with all that having you know like i don't know 15 or so people uh pick pack and shipping versus what would it cost you know and, and i'm sure that these sorts of uh, roi numbers are available through ship bob when you when you kind of engage with ship bob but it's just like wow you're spending this much amount of money for this this you know sort of package deliveries and labor and whatnot and then you can say no 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 here's the roi savings just flipping to us. So I think that's pretty cool.
1: Exactly. I mean, like, just like you said, you free up resources, focus on product development, marketing, you know, the actual making money part of the business, the whole warehousing and leasing, especially right now with the market going so well. I mean, these warehouses are easily commanding three to five year leases at a minimum at, at market rate or more. Uh, plus plus even to qualify for for certain warehousing and leasing spaces is just it's just getting more difficult on who they'll even bring in because everybody is looking for space um, of course equipment staff workers comp liability insurance all of that stuff buying the boxes packing supplies and then I mean I think the biggest outside of all of that which are which are very obvious but it's well how do you utilize your your 3PL partners expertise and and the volume that they're able to ship at. So therefore they're able to provide you much better rates um, or things like the geographic footprint. Like I mentioned, you know, we have the, the fulfillment centers all over mm-hmm. the U S and so that way you're able to, to take advantage of, you know, multiple locations or an, another interesting thing as well is uh, that we look at too is we'll, we'll look at, so you can, you'd import, a month to three to six months of of your Shopify order data, and we would work with you to to identify where should you even split your inventory. Mm-hmm. And so there was a brand we worked with; they had like toddler and and little kid toys, and and they had this like little shark toy, and naturally that sold much better on the coasts. And so it, so depending on also where your end consumer is purchasing, should also determine how you how you split your skews. Yeah, I was well. gonna
0: ask about that, because you mentioned that, you know, you have multiple locations all around uh, the US. And you know, because then you're closest to the customer. But then you're right, maybe there's certain other seasonal items or very particular items that just sell better than others. And you may able to do the research of a Shopify brand's order data, then you can say, no, I think you need to put, you know, 50 here or 100 over there, or maybe just need to have a couple selection SKUs at this location. Uh, but it's nice that ShipBob is, can analyze that data and then communicate with the brand about um, when it's time for fulfillment back to the appropriate warehouse. It's pretty cool. So, I wanna talk about I guess it's it's an interesting topic about this but the whole Amazon. We talked about the top, but Amazon and Walmart and you mentioned Nordstroms and Jet.com. There's all there's lots of uh marketplaces out there and large brands that are that are selling on there that are almost uh dictating the market to a certain degree. And you know, or as as I think you'd mentioned, like this expectation shift or maybe even a gap. And I I think mostly Pushed by Amazon, um, and so maybe let's dig into a little bit about the expectation shift that's happening, and then maybe the gap between what Amazon is doing, what other Shopify brands are doing. As you see it, you know, being ship Bob, you get to see what other brands are doing because you're fulfilling their orders. But let's talk first about what, like, what's Amazon doing today that you see that's kind of disruptive?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think in their earnings call yesterday, they said that they're now trying to push. From two day to one day, and so it's like the second people think that they've caught up, Amazon has is already close to the crossing the finish line on like what that next step function leap mm-hmm. looks like, and so that's where you know really finding the right partners again, similar to identifying Shopify as as the the platform that they'll utilize, or uh, you know different technology partners, but but then on the fulfillment side as well, and so Amazon is they are really driving the industry forward here and driving those expectations and they i think it's 80 percent of u.s households have a prime account and so when you think of what you're going to do there uh you know they are they're really setting that drawing that line in the sand and and to stick with the amazon prime thing what's what's interesting is like i know with shopify they have the amazon buy button that you can that you can easily install and in probably a click or two which is, which is huge, but where I see a lot of brands kind of miss the mark is, is they'll provide this, this great checkout experience, this one click experience. You can, you can literally hit the website, find the product you're looking for and check out in less than a minute, whether it be on mobile or desktop, which is great. But then it's this disjointed experience because you're not getting that Amazon level experience post purchase. And so again, you, you, you buy within a minute, but then it's, it's seven to 10 business days before you even get your product. Uh, and so it's really how do you shore up the entire experience and that's that's what people are going to talk about that's what people are Mm going to remember another interesting thing i I read about amazon the other day is they have fulfillment centers within 20 miles of 50 percent of the u.s population which is insane and so you know that's that's where they're able to take advantage of their footprint of of being all over the u.s uh and then I know with of course with Walmart and when, when there was the Jet.com acquisition, you know, Mark Lohr stated his number one focus out of the gates was providing that that two-day shipping experience and and the two-day free shipping experience, which of course worked so well or worked so well for Amazon. And then with Target, they offer free shipping as well if you utilize their, I think it's their Target red card. It's something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, which you know most brands do not have the ability to offer a credit card or credit card at the scale that that Target can, so it actually like will make a business impact. And they utilize their stores as pseudo fulfillment centers as well. I want to say they have eighteen hundred stores uh, across the U.S. and ninety percent of those are utilized as as three PLs. And so that's how they're also able to provide that you know, very short shipping timeframe for uh, rather inexpensively. It
0: reminds me of a brand that I um, that I have access to and they shared uh, one opportunity that's worked out well for them in the membership field. Because you mentioned that, you know, Amazon, there's, you know, I don't know, 80%. I'm not sure if that's, that's the right number, but it's darn close to it where people that are Prime members getting that two-day shipping option through Amazon. I've also seen Shopify brands that have a membership service available with their store, give an example uh in a shoe company and what they're doing is they're offering you pay ten dollars a month it's non-expiring and so there's no loss to the money so it's actually building value in your account and you can choose to use that money and so people are obviously buying more regularly. But they don't have to, they can just, you know, every month, put $10 into the pot kind of uh, as, as a recurring payment as being a VIP member. But as a VIP member, with your $10 a month, you can choose to use it or not when you're ready. So it doesn't expire, So it's always there, It give you 20% off. Anytime you want to shop, it gives you access to a lot of new product, like early releases, pre releases, and special kind of invite only to new shoes and bags and different things they have. So it's a re- really interesting. I've never seen it in any other brand do this sort of thing where a non expiring membership. Whereas, you know, if you look at what Amazon Prime, as small as it is, That money is just kind of poof, gone. But it does give you access to free free two-day shipping. So you say, well, it kind of more than justifies it, but then that helps their average order value. And that keeps them to be able to communicate with you and keeps Amazon top of mind. So I I can appreciate why they're doing it, but I can also see creative... Shopify brands, considering a membership option, a non-expiring membership option of building some value um, and then being able to communicate directly with these brand ambassadors, people that are investing money and every six months they're making a purchase and they can apply, let's say in six months or $60 there, the shoes are a hundred, no problem. They've collected, you know, they have this money ready to go, apply it and they have a small charge of $40 and they get to buy these pair of shoes. So have you, have you seen that happening at all in your travels?
1: I haven't. I'd love to know the brand you're talking about there and and then dive into the tech stack that they're utilizing. I I know a lot of our larger sellers will focus as much as they can on the recurring aspect. And while I've run a handful of e-commerce businesses in the past, a lot of my experience is on, on the B2B side, which recurring revenue is at the cornerstone of everything we do. It's it's how can we get people in and, and this and and keep them happy and keep them growing on on what we provide and of course that provides value to them and to us. Uh, it also allows the recurring revenue also provides consistency in our business uh, and it allows us to to forecast much better when with these e-commerce brands and a lot of the the brands that I'll consult with or that I'll advise. Something I often focus on with them is is how can we add this recurring business to to what you're doing today whether that be upsells or or cross sells so you can get that those purchases month over month i I know when i was running this web this company called uh, or helping run this company watchmaster in the past every we, we scaled very quickly like we got we cracked a million in monthly sales i think in like the fourth or fifth month and we cracked three million in like the eighth or ninth month and we were doing really well but it was the first of every single month, you know, our 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 forecasted revenue for the month, if we did nothing, uh, especially because our brand was so new, it essentially went to zero, and you know that that definitely kept me up a, a lot at night because you, you're jumping on that treadmill again to how can you spike sales for the next month, and so it's just like really thinking through how can you drive those recurring mm-hmm. uh, sales at the top of the funnel, and then how can you fulfill that. Without really thinking about it on the back end. And so again, that's where a lot of our top merchants, such as um, Backblade and Piper Wire, who are both uh, Shopify Plus brands, they focus a lot on that that recurring business so that it helps them. But it also provides a lot of the value to the customers as well, because they know that they don't want to go on their website Every 30 days to right. order the same thing mm-hmm. or every 90 days, they just, they just want that to hit. Yeah, you know, absolutely.
0: Their no, I totally agree. I think that lifetime value is definitely there. And, uh, and it's easy to, it's better to forecast inventory, uh, knowing, uh, what is queued up mm-hmm. for the following month. I have, a quite a few supplement and sports nutrition brands and they love, um, having uh, customers on a auto recurring plan because they can, you can do proper forecasting knowing, uh, what's kind of in the bank at the beginning of the month. Would be great if you could give me some advice because I have a lot of, I guess, a diverse range of listeners of the show. There's people that are maybe early stage e-commerce entrepreneurs that are on Shopify. Um, and I have some in the mid-market and certainly quite a few uh in the Shopify Plus uh range in, in the three to five to fifty million dollar range. So let's talk about the early stage ones first. Can you kind to of give any any advice and things that you've seen? You've obviously been an entrepreneur yourself. You see entrepreneurs coming and using the Shipop platform and service, just was curious to see your feedback about what advice you would offer them today.
1: Yeah. So, so something I always talk to my, uh, my colleagues about, or my team members is, is how can you scale yourself? And, um, you know, naturally ship fits in well there is if you're a, a solopreneur or a small team, uh, or even that 20 person team I mentioned earlier, where 90% of their staff are focusing on fulfillment, how can you scale yourself? So provide world-class execution in certain elements of your business or certain elements of you know let's say marketing or sales and and hand that off to others so that you can keep focusing on what's going to drive the business forward Uh, or on like the marketing side something i think of of is okay let's say we're going to produce some content how can i utilize that in many different formats so can if we do if we do like a customer case study uh, how can I turn that into to sales enablement as well? Can we turn this into a a podcast or a webinar? Can I get this to rank for something? So from like an SEO point of view, and so you know, how can you to be really cliche, you know, kill multiple mm-hmm. birds with one stone? So oftentimes it's like how can how can I scale myself, uh, especially and then another item is especially for those early stage people, but really for anybody, it's just do something versus and especially do something over doing <laughs> nothing. I see both, you know, both at the small business side, um, or, you know, very large businesses is so much time will be spent on like dwelling on like, will this work? Will this not work? Is this a good idea? Let's, you know, death by PowerPoint, like just do something. And because like worst case is you learn something and you can apply that to the next endeavor. And I've just talked to so many people and they just keep dwelling on like, well, what if this doesn't, doesn't work? What if I fail? Well, then you're guaranteed to fail because you did nothing and you just keep focusing on the negative.
0: Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the whole, I guess the slogan or the the, the mantra about analysis paralysis, where people are looking, looking at the data, (laughs) especially if you're in analytics or, you know, search console and trying to make some, some decisions of conversion and uh, some kind of whatever the, whatever the, the KPI is that you're tracking. um, And then just looking at all and just, and actually not doing anything about it. And I think that's terrible so and that's i keep pushing out on the show that you know yeah you're right and even if it's like one task uh every day but work on something and execute on it and that's what the show is all about is that you know i I typically like to talk about one particular solution the problem it solves so today is ship bob um you know if you you know if you want to scale yourself then and focus on the high value tasks that really are helping drive the business um you know you Pickpacking packing and shipping is likely not a high value task because the order is already done. The user's experience and um, how you know and just the unboxing and oh, there's so many things that the entrepreneur can do and the brand owner can do. The other thing I would talk about is too is like pixel pushers. I find that quite a bit, you know, where we're <laughs> always tweaking their website where it has absolutely no monetary value in moving things around or just not quite happy with the aesthetics because i've seen some horrible looking websites that do 50 million dollars a year i can give you many examples of those and so yeah don't be caught up too much in that if you have a nice premium theme um, with some nice product photography and, and, and and follow along with best practice from a user experience or a customer experience perspective and a couple recommended apps you're golden. And then from there, it's just you have a great product. Is it being fulfilled quickly? Um, is there a post purchase follow up? Um, these sort of things, reviews, social proof, all those sort of things all are kind of can go around full circle.
1: Exactly. And I mean, something I talk to you know, my team and others about a lot as well is embrace the chaos or embrace the uncertainty. Because you're not going to do everything perfect, and and just like you said, the, the pixel pushers that want everything to be perfect and focus on like the mundane that won't drive the business forward, maybe because it's easy or or because they want everything to be perfect, like what's going to move the business forward, and and sometimes it makes us uncomfortable, which is not a bad thing, in that not everything is going to be set up perfectly, like. From your your top of funnel execution to the customer experience to the emails that they're getting to the, the upsells that they're that you're providing them to you know that post purchase experience to the customization of the box and the tissue paper you want to put in there like not everything's going to be perfect tomorrow but that's fine so like what's what's going to keep the lights on or move the business forward best today and and then focusing on that and then another thing too is like. Uh, and, and us as people in the tech space, it's always difficult for, for us not to chase the shiny penny, but is also focusing on those, those fundamentals. Like, like you mentioned the social proof or, you know, there's, you know, a handful of honestly like persuasion and psychology tactics that like fall in and hit everybody, whether you're a B2C or a B2B marketer or what kind of business you're driving. And so it's like, it's, it's focusing, focusing on those things versus, oh, Snapchat now has like this, uh, you know, new marketing functionality, like I've got to go test that. No, if Facebook or certain influencers are driving a vast, the lion's share of your business, make sure that you're knocking that out of the park before you just go chase every single new, like potential opportunity. And I'm not saying don't explore those, but, but make sure that, you know, your, your core business is, is running on. Yeah, uh, shiny object steam.
0: syndrome. <laughs> That's what I call it.
1: And and the last thing to call it there too is and this session we getting some uh, I'm I'm glad to see it getting some good pub lately and as lame as this sounds I was I was tweeting about it yesterday is is really understanding the, the core fundamental financial aspects of your business so like what are your cost of goods sold what does it cost for customer acquisition per channel or on a blended rate what is your gross and contribution margins? Like, does every single package you sell, are you making money on that? Or are you losing money? And if you're making money, how much? And then is that so you can you can pay your employees? Or is that more money you can pump into product development or top of funnel? But you just really need to understand, you know, your fundamental financial snapshots over time. and, And how is that growing over time? And then focusing on like, how can you increase that average order value? Or how can you increase that lifetime value?
0: So we also have uh, a group of listeners today that I would more consider to be in the mid market. So they have, you know, a a small team, but they are eager to grow and scale. And uh, so what do you feel that maybe the executive team or even the marketing team, what sort of things uh, do you feel they should be working on?
1: Yeah, so it depends on, of course, again, what what the business is doing today and, and what their catalog looks like. But I'd say that multi or, or omni channel experience, and I know that gets talked about a lot today, but is how can you, what are the best opportunities to expand your business based off of the, the inputs and outputs that you're seeing from, from other channels uh, today as well? And and again, while I don't want to contradict what I was saying earlier around like not ch- um, don't chase the shiny penny, but you need to start looking at multiple channels and, and also multiple products as well. Because I know a lot of companies, and I'll start with multiple products and we'll jump back to multi-channel. A lot of companies and some that we deal with today is, is they'll be shipping, you know, 5, 10, you know, 50 different SKUs. But how are they going to start to expand their business into really owning like an entire marketplace? And so like take Bombora Socks. You know they they only ship socks today but what is what does that future look like uh, do they start getting into apparel in shirts and shorts and and how does that tie into to the core brand of of socks uh, and then to go back to multi-channel is should you start looking into larger marketplaces like Walmart uh, or certain channels like like Pinterest as they continue to expand the advertising opportunities that they provide or, uh, are there niche marketplaces where you can still hold on to your brand and, and get those more affluent buyers and start promoting there? Or something that was very exciting that I saw you guys launch yesterday uh, was your, your Shopify retail products and, and really providing that ease of online, offline experience. I was actually at this ShipStation event a couple weeks ago, and there was, a, there was a Shopify Plus seller. I, I don't recall the brand's name. But they were using your POS software. And, and I know that it would have been very beneficial had they had your retail product. But even there, it was, it was just cool to see the, the, the point of sale solution right there sinking right into their store. And if they had the product uh, at this little pop up at the ship station event, then they could just purchase it right there or they could purchase it online. Everything is synced right there, and then their fulfillment provider would send that directly to to their home.
0: So what about, uh, I know we briefly touched on it, and it's super important to me, about this whole uh, post-purchase experience. Um, Do do you have any input on that?
1: Similar to the online-offline thing I mentioned is thinking through, so so I'll touch on that and then get to the post-purchase experience, but how can you utilize your customer data today to also think through where should you open up shops I was I was talking to a brand that we were, we've worked with since their inception, and now they're doing they're doing eight figures as well. They actually have seven different physical locations, and and that was all driven by where are my buyers purchasing today. And so oftentimes, you know, your your inclinations or hypotheses will prove true. We're like, oh, okay, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, but it's like, okay, what about when we would get in the Texas market? Is it Dallas or is it Austin? Uh, Or is it Houston? Uh, And just really utilizing a lot of that customer data to help to help prioritize where you should at least test, maybe going offline or finding people that you can partner with uh, to go offline as well. Because what they did, what was interesting, is they would open up a shop, but then find a lot of brands that fit their their ideal customer profile extremely well and lease parts of that space for like pseudo pop ups for them to also sell other Mm -hmm. other products that that complemented them really well. And, of course, on the post-purchase experience, it's providing, of course, that, that Amazon-level shipping and fulfillment, but, but also back to owning your own data and, and that customer unboxing experience. And, and if you're not doing that, I think you're, you're really missing a huge opportunity, and, and that's a lot of where these, these customer expectations continue to, to shift. And, and also, just thinking through how much money are you spending on Facebook and Instagram today, and then by utilizing the product as as a or the unboxing experience, almost like as a marketing play as well, is how can you get people to take photos or share this in a more organic and natural way as well.
0: So let's talk about uh, the future for ShipBob. I always like to dig into this sort of thing uh you know i guess what you can release publicly but in 2019 is there a roadmap of you know potential alignment with other partners or just kind of what you're considering for the rest of 2019 to help shopify brands
1: the, the handful of things that i'm most excited about it's it's around i'd say the, the people we're bringing on board it is the expansion of our fulfillment centers and then the product and so of course are the people i mean you know how it is at shopify if If you're not bringing in the right people, you can't move the business forward and and therefore provide the the best value to your end consumer. And so I know at ShipBob, we were fortunate to bring over a handful of people from from Wayfair and Ulta Beauty to run the supply chain of fulfillment centers. And so that's really exciting. Uh, From the fulfillment centers, we just moved our northeast location to a space that's about four to five times larger. And so I'm really excited about that. We'll have a new Southwest location coming in uh, the end of Q2 as well. And then from the product standpoint, because that's really that's one of the many ways where we, where we differentiate, and especially as we continue to move forward, is is again is the product. And so we have some inventory forecasting tools and some d- demand planning solutions that that will that have already rolled out. Basically, just rolled them out. About two weeks ago, and those will soon be built into the core product. And then just things like you know when you join ShipBob, you know we look at your order history, when I mentioned earlier, to help you best understand like how you should split the inventory and choose the locations. And so we continue to optimize that uh, over time to keep getting smarter and smarter. And you don't need to you don't need to follow how we say you should split your inventory to a T, but you know we we provide that for a reason because you know we ship for Shopify alone, you know, millions of packages every quarter and every year. And so there's, you know, there's a lot of intelligence that comes from that data to help you. To help that's you awesome. Business. I love
0: the idea of inventory planning and the forecasting part, because there's nothing no, nothing worse than running out of stock of, of, of a hot selling product and then knowing what warehouse it needs to go to, uh, you know, because it, it could have a local word of mouth uh, influencer that's uh, really pushing the product. And then all of a sudden, the sales go up mm-hmm. in that particular market. Um, or you can see a trend of that going up in that particular market. So it's great that there's that kind of long term forecasting and planning and stuff. We are nearing the end of the show for today. It's been like so eye-opening. I mean, I got oh gosh, I got four or five pages of notes that I've scrambled today and life of learning, right? That's kind of my mantra uh, for the show. And uh, do, do you have any closing comments or any takeaways that you would like to leave with our listeners today?
1: First, just thanks a lot for having me on here. Um, I really appreciate it and love what you're doing here. Um, I've, I've enjoyed quite a few of your podcasts and you mentioned uh, the Zayas one coming out soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to check that out. For any of the listeners, if you have any questions, you know, feel free to message me anytime at at carmstrong at shipbob.com. I'm usually pretty good at getting back to people pretty quickly. Uh, But also in the show notes, I know Steve's going to provide some other information. We have a pretty cool ShipBob Shopify Plus booklet, which really highlights a lot of the benefits. But also, you know, we'd love to offer... A uh, hundred and hundred dollars in free shipping to all of the the listeners here. Again, Steve will have that in the show notes, but ecommercfastlane. dot com slash shipbob. And you know, for for those of you really looking to to stay ahead of the curve and and provide that Amazon level experience, you know, we're, we're here for you.
0: Thank you very much for for that offer. So really, I guess you know, I guess my takeaway. I'm sure I'll do it post production too. But it seems to me that it's it's time to move to ship Bob and have the technology and some locations with forecasting and some abilities to a third party when it's time to start scaling yourself and not doing a lot and wearing multiple hats like the one story you told me about the husband and wife team it's like that really resonates with me because i can see that happening with many many brands that are doing two three four five million and they're literally doing a lot of it themselves and i think that's one big takeaway i have today is that look into what ship bob uh, is doing for many shopify brands both on shopify core or on shopify plus uh, people have vetted the 3pl uh, market there's a very tight connection uh, i have many merchants that are using ShipBob, so there's a tight connection with shopify and then they have the right tools in the process um, and an onboarding team that we're really are really there they're a partner with you they're a trusted advisor um, in the logistics market so uh, it's exciting to have you on learn what's been going on in the in the amazon world and how brands can can fight and 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 just offer a great overall experience of fulfillment um, and post-purchase and lifetime value and like all the great things we talked about i think it's really cool that uh, we're able to learn a lot today so thanks again casey
1: Perfect, Steve. I, I really appreciate it, and, and you sell it probably better than I do. So uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take these sound bites and then start start utilizing that. All right, that sounds button.
0: good. All right, have yourself a great day. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by Omnisend, makers of sophisticated omni-channel marketing automation tools for sales-driven Shopify brands that have outgrown generic email marketing platforms. Engage your customers and boost your e-commerce sales with dynamic emails, text messages, web push notifications. Facebook Messenger, and retargeting ads on Facebook and Google, all from one platform. Try OmniSend for free for 14 days. Check them out, ecommercefastlane.com forward slash OmniSend, and use the coupon code Fastlane when you sign up. Well, that's it for today's episode. I'd like to thank you, a loyal listener of ecommerce Fastlane. It's my hope that this podcast is offering you a ton of value through growth strategies, tactics, and exclusive insider tips on the best Shopify apps and marketing platforms, all with my personal goal to help you build, launch, grow, and scale with Shopify. Thanks for investing some time today and listening to the show. I'm so proud and excited that you have a growth mindset and are a constant learner. I truly appreciate you and your entrepreneurial journey. Enjoy the rest of the week and keep thriving with Shopify.